I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. Today I want to talk about inner truth, self regulation, and embodying our higher self. My grandmother has always said that the tongue is the whip of the body. And what she means by that is that we punish ourselves with the words that we choose to use, both with ourselves and others, meaning about ourselves and about others. So we could really benefit from being careful with our words. And we could benefit from speaking with integrity, saying only what we mean, and avoid using our words to speak against ourselves or to gossip about others. If we use the power of our words in the direction of truth and love, listening to our inner truth and witnessing and communicating things as they truly are, then that will guide us to think, speak, and act with true compassion and integrity. If we pay attention to our words before we let them out of our mouths, we can avoid overreaction. And this simple simple act invites us to mindfully choose our words to do the least harm and to honor our inner truth, which in turn invites us to explore who we really are after we remove all the layers of our conditioning, ego, and limiting beliefs to come home to our true selves. Words have power. They can destroy and create. We can choose to use this force constructively with words of encouragement or destructively using words of despair. Words have energy and power with the ability to help, to heal, to hinder, to hurt, to harm, to humiliate, and to humble. And I think that by now most of us have heard of that water experiment that was done in Japan where Certain words were, you know, used uh, on water and the molecules that were being examined under a microscope revealed that negative words negatively changed the water molecules and positive words positively changed those molecules, at least, you know, from our human subjective standard and perspective of what that means. And our bodies are made up of mostly water. And so is this planet and many of the the organic life in it. So this experiment is very important to us. And it was done by this Japanese scientist named Masaru Emoto. First, he observed that when frozen, water that's free from all impurities will form beautiful ice crystals that look exactly like snowflakes under a microscope. And then water that's polluted or has additives like fluoride will freeze without forming crystals. In this experiment... He poured pure water into vials labeled with negative phrases like I hate you or fear. And then after 24 hours, the water was frozen and no longer crystallized under the microscope. It yielded this gray misshapen clump instead of beautiful lace-like crystals. In contrast, he placed 
labels that said things like I love you or peace on the vials of polluted water. And after 24 hours, they produced gleaming, perfectly hexagonal crystals. So his experiments proved that energy generated by positive or negative words can actually change the physical structure of an object. The results of his experiment were detailed in a series of books beginning with The Hidden Messages in Water, where you can see these like astounding before and after photos of these incredible water crystals. And of course, it can be difficult to understand how the written word can impact water. I mean, can water even read? But it all comes down to the fact that we and everything in our world is simply energy, including written and oral words. Jewish tradition also says that since each letter has a numerical value, words are the essence of what they mean. Even names, meaning like, for example, I'm not just called Camilla, I am Camilla. And that has a specific essence and meaning energetically and spiritually. Quantum physics long ago determined that physical matter doesn't really exist, that everything is just energy in different states of vibration. There was a Nobel Prize winning physicist named Werner Heisenberg, who once stated that atoms or elementary particles themselves are not real. They form a world of potentialities or possibilities rather than one thing or facts. And this energy vibrates at an infinite number of subtle frequencies that cause it to appear as all the different creations that we see in our world. There has been a great deal of research in recent years as to whether the universe we live in is actually a holographic experience. And it seems that this is actually very close to the truth. And so it seems like life is more of an energy flow than a collective uh, or a collection of solid things, right? What that means for us is that if we stay conscious of the energy that we contain based on the emotions that we feel, we can make a deliberate choice that alters our frequency and creates the realities that we desire. If we're feeling down about something, we can choose to reframe the situation and raise our own spirits. With a renewed perspective and a higher, more positive energetic vibration, we stand a much better chance of bringing good into our lives rather than bitterly repeating old mistakes. Words are extremely powerful tools that we can use to uplift our personal energy and improve our lives, though we're often not conscious of the words that we speak and the words that we read and expose ourselves to. And yes, even the words of others can easily affect our personal vibration, just like you saw with the water molecule. Spend a few minutes with a chronic complainer who uses all sorts of negative terms, like I have (laughs) at some point or another, and you will feel your personal energy bottoming out. A word's meaning crystallizes perceptions that shapes our beliefs and drives our behavior and ultimately creates our world. And this power arises from our emotional responses to all these things, right? So let's say like the word fire, like if we screen the word fire while, uh, while barbecuing or in the workplace or in a crowded theater, you'll see like there's all these different but powerful emotional and energetic reactions that you're going to get, for example. And some of us use the same negative words over and over out of habit. You know, the problem is that the more we hear read or speak a word or phrase, the more power it has over us. And this is because the brain uses repetition to learn, you know, searching for patterns and consistency as a way to make sense of the world around us. 
Only after being burned a few times can we understand that fire is actually always hot, right? So you may not remember the exact date that you know, the Civil War ended, but odds are that you still know what eight times nine is because you had to repeat it you know, with your multiplication table over and over again. And that drilled it into your consciousness. I'm sure you've experienced having a song stuck in your head, for example, all day long. Like I, I definitely have that all the time. And try as you might, you just can't get that melody out of your head. Repetition is the most powerful tool to imprint something in, in our minds and to keep it there. And this is of particular concern when we consider the phenomenon called the illusion of truth effect. Basically, you know, it proves that any statement that we read, see, or speak regularly is seen as more valid than one that we are exposed to only occasionally. And it makes no difference whether the information is true or false. The only thing that matters is how often we're exposed to it. Research shows that a weak message repeated twice becomes more valid than a strong message heard only once. Even one repetition has the power to change our minds. And the same goes for pictures, which basically are just thoughts and ideas concentrated into an image. Repetition increases our mental validation of anything that we're exposed to, which is why it works so well in political propaganda. If we're not fully conscious of what we're exposing ourselves to, consistency will trump truth every time. Now consider how many times you've falsely called yourself stupid or untalented or ugly or anything else, and you begin to understand how your internal propaganda shapes a false self-image. It doesn't help that our brain also loves to play tricks on us. Because did you know that there is something in our brain right now that filters out information that contradicts our beliefs? Let's say, for example, I believe that my friend is very often angry. If I believe that to my core, what will happen in my reticular activating system is that it will filter out the times that she's not angry. Meaning my friend may have a lot of days that you know she's smiling and laughing, but my brain will not remember them on purpose. Basically, convincing myself that she's a very angry person. And that is actually something that applies to all beliefs. Whatever you believe is actually your truth and your reality, but it actually doesn't even make it really true. It's just true for you. So it's irrespective of what the truth really is. If you don't believe me, then you can just test this out for yourself. If you find ways to expand your awareness and break some of those core beliefs, which I know is very hard to do, and you just become the observer of truth within less than a week, your whole reality may change. So let's speak the life of our dreams into reality, okay? By trying some word-related awareness. The first one being stop all self-deprecation. Never make your body or something that you've accomplished or anything else in your life the butt of a joke. Words have power and quantum energy doesn't have a sense of humor. The second thing is resist gossiping and speaking ill of others. Words resonate in your own body. So every time you use a low vibrational or evil or badgering word, it hurts you as well as the other person, but mostly you. Then number three, go on a negativity diet. Instead of saying, like, for example, like that a, a meal was terrible, just say, I've had better. You've basically said that, you know, what you wanted to say, you know, that you didn't really like it, but without putting the negative energy throughout your whole body. You even used 
a positive word to do it. For starters, it's polite, which normally is welcome, but it also helps you reshape your bad experience. Number four, boost the positive energy of words. Instead of saying something like, you had a good time at a concert, ramp up that positivity by saying great, terrific, or fantastic instead. These feel much better and they generate a bigger energetic response in the body. And I know that some people are really sick of hyperboles, but they do carry some positive weight. Number five, if you have some negative Nancys in your circle of friends, then you should limit the time that you spend with them or you should find better friends. Because negative energy has a way of dragging everything around, you know, around you, like surrounding it in like a big black hole, you know, avoid it when you can. Of course, that doesn't mean that, you know, you give a one strike and you're out deal or even some strikes and you're out deal or that you won't be there for someone who's currently going through a hard time. Nor am I trying to make anyone here anxious, you know, telling you that you need to put on a happy face instead of sitting with your emotions or venting to your close friends. I really believe that you have to be honest and you have to feel your feelings and you should share openly and honestly with the people that care about you and that you care about and that you're honest with and that you trust. But I think we all know the difference between someone who's struggling but wants to improve and someone who's just simply happy, sulking in negative vibes, someone who's just always negative no matter what's going on. Those are the people you should avoid, not somebody that's struggling that you could help who's trying to help themselves. Number six, surround yourself with positive, uplifting words. Put affirmations on sticky notes around your home and your office that say wonderful things about you and about your family and about your goals. And wear clothes that have positive messages or phrases on them. Imagine the kind of positive energy that you're going to be generating for yourself when you're wearing positivity all day long. And as you keep doing these things, you use the power of repetition in a highly effective way for, you know, for your benefit. If you have the power to change your world, right? And using words consciously is one of the quickest ways to shift that energy that you bring into your life, then why not? But there is one more trick that I think helps a lot. And it's what I call the five questions. You can also try this with your kids if you have kids or with your loved ones or your friends. These questions are a way to be realistic about your life, making time for reflection and venting but also accepting your shortcomings and your humanity and still seeing that no matter how much your day didn't go as planned, there's always something good about it and perhaps even many things that are good about it. So the questions that I like to reflect on and ask myself every day at the end of the day are, one, what was something that you wish that you could have handled differently today? Number two, what did you learn from that experience? What was the lesson? from the poor way they wish you handled that, whatever it was. Number three, what is one thing that you are grateful for today? Number four, what do you love about yourself that was showcased today? Number five, how were you in service to others today? These questions and their answers will be super useful in helping you grow and improve and become a better version of yourself each day. But um, yeah, I mean, words have a great power. So choose them and your friends, since they also use words, wisely. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. 
I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at HighVibeAdvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at HighVibeAdvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.